0: Welcome, ladies and divorce professionals. You are listening to the Divorce for Wealthy Women podcast, where we dive into complex and sometimes taboo topics relating to divorce and women. Specifically, we often discuss how affluent women can maintain their lifestyles during and post-divorce. Join me as we talk to the most sought after divorce professionals across the globe and share powerful tips that you can take along with you no matter where you are in your journey. So, I would love to introduce someone today that I'm fascinated by because I'm going to share something very personal. I recently got divorced, and I have someone here to help us out on the path post-divorce finding love, and we'll talk about my experience and what it's really like. So, Christine, can you introduce yourself for a moment, and we'll get started? Hi, I'm Christine
1: Jeevis. Uh I work for Kelleher International, and I have been helping... Uh, men and women. Uh, It's a female founded and run company. So it's really a privilege to be able to work with women because a lot of firms don't um, navigate kind of what's next in finding their partner Um, with our 33 year old matchmaking firm. And I've been doing this for about uh, a little over 10 years.
0: Okay. So let's talk about your firm specifically, because when I reached out to you, I was looking for uh, higher end. I, I just, I know when I need to ask for help and this is not my world. I'm in the divorce world, the financial world, my ex-husband and I are very still close friends, but I can't imagine what intimidation can come through during the divorce process for people who aren't in the world of divorce, like my ex. And then also post-divorce, it's an intimidating process to ask for help when you don't know the dating world. So for me, terribly scary. And it's just, who do you turn to? What do you do? And there are very, very few places to turn that work with the elite level. A lot of them say they do. I mean, Christine, I can't imagine, like, let's talk about it. Let's go really deep today. Cause I've been in, it's been scary, intimidating. I felt vulnerable. How do you choose? And who is not just there literally blowing smoke and telling you what you want to hear about who they work with, and why you should work with them, and dating. So tell me, what do you see on a day-to-day basis with women coming to you? And and do they come from other firms where they're frustrated, almost like my very short experience so far has been?
1: Yeah, well, if somebody has worked with another firm, that's a whole other kind of relationship baggage, yeah. so to speak, because whatever they were promised or- yep whoever didn't help them navigate with full transparency what it was going to be like and where there were, might be obstacles and where they need to be flexible, et cetera, it can create you know, a view and a defensiveness and mm. um, and it brings with it a whole other set of, of issues often. Um, so I always like to find out, okay, what was your experience like? What did they tell mm. you? And then let's try to reboot and see, okay, what is what's the lay of the land of the search now? And what is possible, if anything, with us? And that I think that's one of the big things is I don't think a lot of the firms navigate expectations very well um, because as a high net worth individual, especially a woman—I mean, there are more incredible single women out there than men. It's just the way the demographics mm-hmm. are. Um, and so the firms that just kind of take the money and run and don't, you know, anticipate what could make it challenging, where the person mm. might blocks, you know, where the parameters might need to be flexible, et cetera. And then just take the money, and then typically it's just kind of like a dating service, and yeah, they like to partner or just simply not partner if it's not something that is going to make sense for the investment right now with where somebody's at or what they're looking for.
0: Oh, that's such a good point. Is partnering because that is it almost so? Everyone listening, I'm literally going to be sharing what my thoughts were with the experiences I've had so far is it's, it was almost like, I felt like I was in an interview process, put on the spot. I was intimidated and felt judged. And it's just not a fun process. in a lot of the places I turned to, cause I didn't know, I just, you know, I know some amazing experts in the dating field, but I wanted to do the work on my own to find and see what other people are doing. And I didn't know, you know, I don't, de- you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so let's just say someone hasn't gone through any of the process turning to anyone, but they go to you. What's the process like for someone who's looking for true lasting love with someone that's cultured like them, you know, on the same level? Mm-hmm. Well, it all starts with a
1: conversation, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what, what, what brings you here so it's like you know where are you at what is your own personal timing where have you been and it's just kind mm-hmm. of an exploration because for some people they're not ready or you know what they're looking for what they think they should have it just kind of doesn't add up you know if you do the math yes so it's it's just kind of an exploratory conversation um to figure out okay where are we at right now what are the problems we can solve what is the scope kind of look like and 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 what if anything will prevent us from having success with somebody. So it's a really for me, I like to just have a very transparent conversation and just really learn and pull on all the different threads to kind of see where we're at. And you know, and, and I'm very, you know, upfront too, where it's people are getting in their own way and we have that conversation. And I don't say that, yeah, I can deliver a six foot eight guy that's <laughs> 10 years younger than you and has Greater health than you um, out the gate because it's like okay well let's do some research here so it's yeah I just start with the conversation of, of exploration and then try to figure out what is what are the person's um, expectations to see if we can meet and exceed them in order and to move I, forward
0: and I think that's exactly what that's why I'm having you on today is because that's what I found in my own personal life experience with you is that's yeah you the conversation was easy going. And what I do want to say with all the places that I kind of, they interviewed me, I interviewed them is here's something just for listeners to think about is what are you looking for? Because I did not know. I mean, if you're in a long-term relationship, like I was, you're used to one thing and you haven't explored, you are just, you know, getting to your own identity post-divorce in a happy place. You love yourself what are you looking for? I had no clue. So I felt almost like, oh, is it pretentious of me or assuming if I actually say this, like I, I really, you know, I'm looking for this age or I, it was very overwhelming. I don't know. Do you get that from everyone, or is it just me? I feel yeah. like it can't just be me, and it's it can't so be- not
1: just you. It, <laughs> because in, you know, incredible people tend to be that that I love to work with tend to be humble, like yourself. Yet you're like <laughs> fabulous. So you want to share with me what your life is like and what what aspects you think are going to meet you where you're at. Um, And I believe you're like a lot of the people that I love love chatting with that you kind of throw in those disclaimers. It's like you throw in a disclaimer, qualifier, anything first, whatever you say next, you know, no matter what, I'm not going to judge you. But you're smart enough to kind of feel that way. And that just kind of, that makes you that much more endearing and tells me that you're that much more self-reflective. The fact that you even bring that up. But a lot of people do have a hard time talking about themselves in that Mm -hmm. way. And then saying the things that they think they should have, but with, you know, the people that I work with, it just makes sense. Cause that's the kind of stuff that comes with the territory with who you are and who's going to be able to partner up with you in a strong way versus you picking up the slack, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that people say, it's just, yeah, that's logical. It makes, it makes sense. And you're not being boastful and asking for too much. Cause that's, that's who you are. And you, you want somebody that compliments you, but there are people that call in and I can't even get a word in edgewise. Like I, this, I, that, and I went here and I own this and I did that. And don't you basically, don't you know who I am kind of thing yeah. that this is not a good fit for, because they're going to continue to, to act that way throughout the process.
0: Oh, that's such a good point because that's the other thing is that I, when doing this process, it seems like a lot of the places that state that they're just only work with exclusive amount of people and they, you know, really vet it. It sounded almost though it was just they're a dating app, and I will not go on dating apps. That's just never going to be me. I don't and that's just I don't want to get in that. I will pay for what can help me through the process of anything I need, whether it be a nutritionist or some you know running coach to help me with running. I will hire what I find is valuable, and that's same with dating. And so it seems like, though, a lot of them were just dating apps on a not even a personal level where yeah, they would take anyone. So they would take the guy that has the big ego that would not be a good fit for really anyone because they're just self-absorbed. So you guys are different in that way. And that's kind of what I grasped from knowing you for the short time that we have. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you're here to talk about it. But is there... Any other red flags that you see in the industry that women, specifically affluent women, should be looking for or shouldn't be looking for? Anything else? Just I'm putting you on the spot right now because I feel like I was put on the spot with all the interviews of other places. So, your turn. Have fun, Christine. Go ahead. I know, and I'm so
1: curious <laughs> to learn more of like some of the things that you that you encountered with the other firms because I'm very careful to not negative sell. It tends to be more. A, I know, I know. It's you yeah. Know, it's the business model, but there's also the level of expertise, and you know, you know, you guys are smart enough to know if it sounds too good to be true, it is. But there's like some basics, and mm-hmm. you know, there are some firms that historically have only worked with men, and I think you and I talked about how it yes. can feed into you know the, the, the simplistic nature. Of, of male um, <laughs> tendencies, um, and then there's firms that that, like you said, just kind of take anybody. And then what's going to happen is that there's always going to be just issues, and and more women than men, most likely, and kind of problems. And if people only work with paid clients, it's so limiting, especially at this lifestyle level Mm -hmm. to assume that, you know, the love of your life is going to be a paid client at the same time. So the business model piece, you know, all along we've, we've done it this way. It's like, you know, we want to take on fewer people, do a better job, take people that we feel that we can have success with. And then anybody that isn't ready to become a client, but is great or anybody that we encounter or finds us that could be a great fit. You've got to have a stable, uh, extensive network Of people because Mm. you have need to have the numbers in order to get really picky on your behalf and people that are exceptional like yourself and above average you're going to be more picky about certain things but the pool you know needs to kind of resonate with that and then within that there need to be you know you need to have the variety in order for it to be the right fit for you so that you have the right journey and so we never run out of people mm. introduce shoot to, and it really, it is a journey. I mean, we learn by the experience of dating with you. So I always mm-hmm. tell people as we start out, okay, here's, here's the specs, here's kind of what we think we're doing, but expect it to evolve and change along the way. And we continue to recalibrate and retweet what we're doing and sometimes change how we're doing things, what we're looking for, because we're collecting a lot of information about you and your wiring. And it is so re- rewarding to, See people evolve throughout the process as well. So it's kind of expect the unexpected. Um, there needs to be a really big, you know, network of people in order to be able to do this and not have it just be a dating service. There's also where do they get their people. What's mm. great is that we've been doing this for decades, and I've been doing this for so long. I mean, I spent most of yesterday on referrals. If you're doing a good job, you know, like attracts like, and people are referring people. Yes. To you. So that's you know, I think you and I may have talked about like ask them where they get their people because a lot of them. If they're, especially if they're newer, they're small, they're just hunting online and pulling, plucking people off of yep. dating apps. Um, yep. And so there's a lot of different ways of how people can find you. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the day, there were some firms that would literally like sit at bars and just kind of kind of hit on men to bring them in for women. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work that way. Men, as you know, if it's not their idea, it's not going to be the right idea. It's the, there's ways for men to kind of find you. And again, it's this network of having people or planting the seed or doing press, um, doing advertising in the right places that really kind of brings them brings them in. But the referral piece I think is really, really key. Um, and asking that with a firm, I think it's really important. Where do they get their people? What are they like kind of thing? Maybe even different anecdotes of different situations. That have happened, and you know, as many questions as you can ask, the better to make you feel like it makes sense, and yes, and and just you feel comfortable. And firms that won't answer questions um, and be really transparent, that's that's where you want to run from too.
0: Oh that's so helpful. I think what we're going to take away from this episode is a lot. At least for me I've gained a lot through this experience and I hope other people have as well and this episode is really helpful and you have to manage your expectations and work with a firm that's going to cultivate and help you through cuz we all are changing and that's just a relationship, you know, you're you're going through a relationship with the service that you choose. And so I, I appreciate your time today, Christine. I love keeping it short and sweet. Anything lastly that you'd like to point out or say before we let each other go today? Well,
1: I think so, some of the key things that I look for is that self-reflection piece. Have they Has the person done their work? And if you've not, mm-hmm. and you haven't tapped in other kind of coaches first or advisors, I think to know know who you are and what you want and why, and kind of have a handle on whatever you know stuff that you have. But then also, you know, the money piece. I mean, Elephant in the room. I mean, that's part of you know why you do what you do. Um, a lot of the firms I don't think can manage um, meeting a lot of wealthy women where they're at with the right partner. So something to really think about: what what does that lifestyle look like with the ideal partner? What do you need to have? You know, does he need to have more money than you? What is the lifestyle piece for us? We really look at okay, well, what do you spend your money on? What are your values around money? What hey. is enough? What are you expecting your partner to bring to the table? So to speak, that's a really important question to think about. And then also to discuss with a firm and how they handle it and who they're representing so that you know what you're getting into um, for that. There's so much to cover in all, in all honesty. So because much. The money piece too, it's like, okay, women will come and say, well, I need him to make that much more. Okay. So then it gets smaller, but then what does it really look like? And you yeah. have investments or is it an income? Is it, is it really important what he drives? You know, what does it look like? And because I've also matched people, um, one of my best friends from growing up with one of our clients, she was a CEO, he's an entrepreneur, he didn't have the actual money, but he had all the things that you would spend money on, he had a travel related company, and he's (laughs) Mr. MacGyver, Mr. Handy. So what he brought to the table, really equated to leveling the playing field and together they're actually they've started a couple businesses.
0: And let's actually touch on that for a moment. And I'd like to share that with listeners, that story, because it's powerful enough to hear like, okay, well, we need the man to make more. And that's how we're going to help ourselves in the future, um, stay comfortable and safe and secure. But actually, You can look at it in a creative way Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always have to be about the dollar amount, especially if you came from a relationship where he was ultra high net worth, but controlling with money, Mm -hmm. let's not get into that same spot again. And that's where working with the financial divorce professionals and working with dating coaches and working with the right agencies that are going to help you post divorce, find new love is so important. And that's why match on a purpose. That's you guys' slogan. It makes Mm -hmm. so much sense.
1: Yeah, there's I mean if you ever want to do more, there's so many different aspects to to really cover to help people navigate. Wealthy women, it's yeah, you know, what are your priorities and why? And a lot of women will prioritize certain things that then don't come up come with the other things. So it's really kind of an analytical view of it and but that's why it's like, I'm so zero pressure. I want to help you ca- just kind of navigate this and talk through it. And what we do has really evolved and in over the last several years, even that much more because wow. it's, it's all about responding to what you guys need and really yep. continuing to meet you where you're at and customize it. You know, yeah. we've integrated the coaching piece. Sometimes yep. I people to coaches first, I've connected people with my energy worker. And, yeah. it, it, you know, makes sense. all the different, all the things, whatever, you know, modalities that are going to support you for success. And, you know, sometimes people just even take a time out and then come back, whatever yep. you have going on, there needs to be that flexibility so that it works for you uniquely. And not be one size fits all. That's why, you know, I send the overview, but in reality, it's like, that's just to kind of give you kind of what's, what normally happens, but it's customizing it for, for you and what makes sense.
0: Analyzing, which I do sit better with. Thinking of it and then pursuing. No, and
1: that's good. And everybody has their own process and how they process things. Like sometimes
0: yeah. for me, how I process stuff
1: is out on a hike, listening to my blinkers Exactly. Sometimes I process stuff by watching romantic comedies or whatever it is, <laughs> and I have my notebook out. It's like Whatever you have that, or it's really good music and dancing by yourself in your living room. Right. It's probably for you going on a run. Yep. Or yep. going for a swim is really going to help you kind of have clarity. Yep. around what you want and what you're ready for.
0: Well, and I think that's probably for me too. It's like, oh my gosh, there's probably not I'm probably going to be too picky and then, oh my god, I shouldn't even start the process cuz I don't want to settle for anyone cuz I literally could do this on my own and be happy and it's like, oh my god, maybe I'm too alpha like <laughs>
1: It is really good to um I think for you like of course you're going to be picky. You should be. Yeah. But what you're going to be picky about today, you might not be picky about tomorrow. As you yeah. Because when we date with you and have that yep. process of reflection, you get in your own flow and zone because you do learn to trust your instincts and you, get, you also get out of your own way about stuff that doesn't necessarily need to matter because what your opinions are right now is your limited experience. A lot of your experience is absolutely vital and and valid, but then some of it is somewhat limited and so mm. it's isolated. So your sample size is gonna be a lot different than our sample size. And that's where I love this job because I've taken in all the stories and all the people. So I can share with you, it's like what tends to happen and why. And I think you and I talked, I, I kind of geek out and research a lot of this stuff too and find the studies behind it and constantly like reading articles and things just to leverage that information to your advantage at the end of the day, it's up to you. But it's one of those things, expect the unexpected, expect it to look differently than you think it will. and I think, you know, having a trusted team and partnership to go through it with you keeps you on course to get what you want and more, because again, we're going to help hold you accountable, not just like, okay, here, go, here, go. Okay. You said you wanted a redhead here, go, or whatever it is, you know, something with more depth, um, you process it and then you really learn along the way.
0: Thank you for joining another episode with me, your host, Olivia Summerhill. Until the next episode, visit www.summerhillfirm.com for a discreet way to find helpful resources that can help bring you clarity to your divorce journey.